On the prior podcast, we talked about every generation likes to talk about how things were harder for them than it is now. And we're going to continue our conversation with retirement planning. Is it harder than it used to be? Here on this episode of Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey folks, welcome into part two here of our conversation on is retirement planning harder today than it used to be? Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, we've certainly in the first half, we've ascertained that, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, but there's also some things that do make it easier. And I'm, I'm sure that's going to continue to be the theme uh, throughout this episode as well. But we certainly appreciate you and welcome you into the podcast. And if you did not check out the prior one, feel free to do so. You don't have to listen to one to, to enjoy the other. Uh, but it's certainly not a bad idea. And of course, you can do so by simply subscribing to the podcast, Plan with the Tax Man, on Apple or Spotify or Google, whatever platform you like to use. Uh, simply just stop by Tony's website to find those links and to uh, take yourself right there and check out the tools, tips, and resources at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Of course, you can always just type plan with the tax man in the search box of whatever app you like using as well. Tony, my friend, what's going on, buddy? How are you this week? I'm doing good, you know, in the throes of tax season and dealing with a lot of that, you know, but so far it's been a smooth filing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's late February, so did you? Were you good? Did you to uh, take care of things for Valentine's Day? Get your wife something nice, or give her some flowers, or anything? We did do that, and uh, we went out to eat this year, which was a little bit of a change, and so we enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, but pretty pretty laid back and casual. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I hope everybody had a good holiday or good Valentine's Day. I don't know if it's, a, I guess it's a holiday at this point. But oh, yeah. uh, but let's get into our conversation here on the next five of our conversation around, you know, is retirement planning harder? Uh, so let's go with number six here, healthcare costs. Man, this has to be a no-brainer. It's uh, clearly back then it had to be a lot easier. Now we're facing massive escalating costs here, but we do have better technology for longer life, which is going to tie into another one here in a little bit. But you know, again, it's all kind of this weird double-edged sword. We have way more tech and way more stuff that's uh, good, you know, for our healthcare side, but it is not cheap. It's not cheap, you know, and I, I forgot to mention this on the last episode, but I thought about it after we had gotten off. But now that we're, we were talking about, you know, we're in our fifties is don't you ever stop and think about, boy, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not, you know, young and just starting out anymore, you know, cause you, you always feel like, gosh, they got it. They're going to have it really hard. Um, and I wonder if our parents thought that too, way back in their day. Yeah, but we, that's true. we survive, you know, and we, we adapt, but yeah, I think today with the healthcare costs, I've just had a meeting with my benefits guy for our group health. And uh, of course, costs are going up again. They always do. He he always acts like he's scared to tell me. And I already know, you know, costs are going up and I think it's, you know, a, a, a byproduct of, you know, we're living longer. We've got all this technology and it, it does allow us probably if, if it's not abused uh, to live a healthier life, but yeah, the costs are just astronomical. And I think as opposed to our parents who weren't living that long and there wasn't, it always seems like there's a lot of different weird ailments. I'm not talking cancer and things like that, that uh, nobody seemed to have back 50 years ago, but nevertheless, I think that, um, you know, healthcare becomes a big issue in financial planning, especially as you're nearing retirement, once you get into it, 
they've got the whole Medicare thing, supplements and making sure you're covered. And it's a big cost for a lot of these retirees. So yeah, I think it's harder today than it was uh, a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. And then think about some of the issues with uh, um, facilities, right? So, you know, facilities, on the one hand, we have nicer, better facilities now, especially for seniors, right? Or or for folks with uh, advanced seniors uh, than we did, you know, in the 80s or so. But Again, it also costs a ton, like these continuing, uh, what do they call them, continuous care communities. I mean, these things are yes. pricey, right? So if you're not talking about it, which many people like to avoid the conversation of of aging and needing some sort of long-term care, then you really put yourself even more behind the eight ball when the event happens. And now where you where you get the money from, right? Now you're out of time to even plan or strategize. So got to talk about it, right? Got to figure out what to do because it is affecting more of us because of number eight, which we'll get to in just a second, is that the long, you know, the life expectancy. But before we get there, let's talk about number seven, which is the sandwich generation, which many of us are. Uh, I was in this mode for a little while. I had my senior, my elderly mother living with us and our daughter was still home, you know, before she went off to college. You know, now both have moved on to, you know, daughter's in the Navy and and mom's got herself in a senior apartment complex, kind of like we just talked about. But, you know, that's tough, right? And especially right now in this environment we're in financially here in 2024, Tony, you know, I mean, everything is costly, you know. So if you're trying to take care of uh, three generations in the same house, boy, that's rough. It is rough. And it ties into what we just talked about with health care and then what we're next going to talk about uh, with people living too long is, and, and I see it every day. And I, you know, luckily for me and my dad's still alive and he's going to be 83, but he, we have planned for him and he knows that. And his biggest fear is, you know, obviously they don't want to go into a full fledged nursing home and they want to be able to live on their own as long as they can. But luckily, you know, for him, he's got the, uh, the planning that was done and the means to do it. But I think a lot of people, I, we just had somebody in here uh, yesterday as well. He's in his 50s and he, his mom and dad didn't plan. They have dementia, doesn't know what to do with them. It's, it's really taken an emotional strain on him uh, to try to take care of his aging parents. They're in their late 80s and you know he doesn't know what to do with it. And uh, it not only consumes a lot of money, but a lot of uh, emotional stress as well, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's very... Very challenging today, and and many many are going through it. I mean, I talk with friends at my age, and they're all you know they're they're either their parents are aging, uh, you know, or they they need you know full time care, and uh, it it yeah it's I, I only think it's probably going to get maybe a little worse, but because I don't think people are planning enough like we were talking about with the last topic for that uh, that eventual need of you know, long, longer term type of care. Well, and think about, you know, so you've got the cost of aging care, right? So advancing yeah, care, care. Yeah. and you've got the cost of college, right? And then you've got mm-hmm. the cost of all these things out of control. So you end up with your college age kids at home, your parents, you know, elderly parents at home with you as well. And it's just, you know, and then the grocery bills up through the roof now because you got all these people yeah. there and, you know, groceries are out of control. You know, things have got to shift and I'm not sure how we're going to make some of these changes from our, from our leadership standpoint, they just, they just seem to be, you know, comfortable with, again, kicking the can down the road. Well, we'll just make minor adjustments to bring temporary ease, but it just makes for harder problems later on. So, 
it's very yeah. tough, right? I mean, you're going to have to have a, a – you've got to think your way through some of this stuff instead of just kind of reacting in the moment. And I think that's certainly something that all of us have got to do in different walks of life. And you find yourself thinking, hey, look, I didn't get all the way to this point to have to keep making these hard decisions. I'm, I'm you know – I'm getting close to retirement. I just want to relax. And it's like, well, that's how you get there to relax is you got to make some of the hard decisions along the way. And certainly long-term care is in, in things of that nature are one of those. So good points for sure. So life expectancies. Well, we were living shorter, right? My dad passed away at 63 uh, back in the early 90s, you know, and so... You know, most of the men in my family have passed away early, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to. So I've got to plan on being around longer because we do have all these medical advances that we talked about a minute ago. Yeah, we do. You know, and and when our parents were alive, uh, I mean, my I still have one parent alive, and you know, he's 83. Uh, and but earlier generations, you know, they didn't need as much because they weren't living as long, so the retirement didn't have to last. Now, when we plan with with our clients. We're, we're planning out to 90 for sure. And then if they've got some longevity in, in the family, even a little longer, believe it or not. And then if it doesn't, uh, is not needed, then it's not needed. But with that and the fact that medically and some of the technology that we've already talked about are, are keeping people alive longer, they're going to need their funds for a longer period of time versus 50, 60 years ago, generally. And uh, so it all comes back to like you were talking about is, is, getting the proper plan and making sure that, you know, this plan is going to work for you, which all this stuff, people look at advisors saying, well, all you're doing is just picking investment. No, it, it's it's this kind of stuff that's more important than what you actually have your particular portfolio in per se, you know, and so this is kind of stuff that I don't think you can overlook. And that's one of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, and so you think about the, you know, the aging process, right? So we, we tend to kind of do that thing and say, well, you know, I don't have longevity. So, you know, just like I was referring to myself, I don't have longevity, so I'm not going to worry about it. And think about what's happening to, to the younger generation right now. They see all these things. We're constantly being hit with this information and stuff saying, uh, yeah, you know, the rate we're going, the world's going to collapse and blah, blah, blah. And you're not going to be 20 years from now and so on and so forth. And so you've got younger people. And when I say younger, I mean in their 30s, you know, doing this whole YOLO thing, right? And I know it's a, a, a little bit of a dated term, but, you know, you only live once kind of deal and they're they're kind of they're not thinking about the future and you know we have to still do that because it seems like every time we turn around tony there's always something where oh it's we're not going to make it another 40 years or this that and the other and then 40 years goes by in the blink of an eye and you're like wow i'm here I and i have nothing <laughs> so yeah, i know it. it's yeah, a I, it, it's a weird spot it's a weird spot i i actually have a, a living uncle who is right in that spot you know he's 80 years old they're basically just living on social security and it's not much because they were self-employed and they, you know, they didn't really put a lot in. So, yeah. you know, it, it's just not a very good existence, you know, to, to go all that time. But I agree. Hmm. Well, you know, so let's talk about social security because that is oh obviously that wouldn't change, you know, it's same kind of conversation we were having, you know, our leaders just go, I don't want to deal with that thing, punt it down the road, let somebody else deal with it. And we're out here going, you know, What's that going to do to us? Look at what happened in France last year, right? So they 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 call it pensionaire program there, right? So they changed their pensionaire program. All they did was move it two years, and you had riots in the streets from people, that, which made no sense to me. The people in their twenties. It's like yeah. really two years. You're forty years away from being sixty, and you're rioting over something that's going to maybe have you work two years longer. 
You know, yeah. so it's kind of crazy. But again, to that point, we've kind of brainwashed people or allowed them to kind of go down this path of, of um, you know, I don't want to have to make things any harder than they already are. And unfortunately, that's just how life goes. And if we keep making these short-term decisions financially, life is going to be harder. It's going to be harder. And I think Social Security, we could do a whole probably two-hour podcast on this topic and all kinds of things. But what what the deal is today really is because some of our older people, obviously they're they're living longer, don't have as many people in the workforce as we once did. And the Good fact point. that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be running out of, well, the trust fund is going to be depleted, I think, by the year 2034. What that will mean, and I agree with you, Congress, you know, just keeps kicking the can down the road instead of having meaningful, you know, uh, talks about this and, and try to come up with something bipartisan to fix this. But they'll, there'll be a last minute patch like they always do, which I don't agree with. But the biggest problem with Social Security is we don't have as many people contributing and then we got a lot of people taken. But like you said, though, you know, people in, in their 50s, even though I'm not counting on it, you know, you kind of feel like, well, I have been contributing for 40 years or 30 years. Um, if you're not going to give it, if, if the benefit's not going to be there for me, well, just give me my money and I'll go go my separate way. But I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of mixed feelings on that from people that have contributed a long time. I just read this morning in, it was an investment uh, article about, there's a proposal out from the investment community um, that if they would basically take away the tax deductibility of all uh, 401ks and or IRAs, that can that would contribute like 1.3% to the GDP and they could use that to uh, fund, so, you know, to make up for Social Security. I mean, it, it's it sounds out there, but it's an idea. I don't know if I agree with it, but it just people need to come up with some ideas, you know, and, and uh, on how to fix that. For the next, you know, hundred years yeah. or so. But yeah, and it's all it's, those little uh, pieces, right? To your point, like I mean, even talking about the France thing, is that going to go? You know, we have sixty-two as early retirement. Well, what if they just pushed that back to sixty-four or eliminated it? You know, uh, right. you know, and just said, "Okay, oh, sixty-six is it, or sixty-seven, depending on your age." And there's talk of moving that, you know, to seventy, making that the thing. So there's about a million ways they can do it. Millions, um, yeah. You know, there's the means testing conversation. To me, it seems like they should just grandfather things in for people and say fifty, and you know birthday 50 and younger or whatever, yeah, you're going to probably not be eligible for early retirement. We're going to remove that 62 uh, altogether or make it, you know, push it back two years and supposedly it funds it for a hundred years. So they just, no one wants to touch it because they don't want to be the person who gets, you know, labeled as either, you know, destroying it or removing it or whatever. You'd think, hey, if you're the one who fixes it though, that could be, it could be a big win for you. So. Yeah. And it's not going to be an easy and and not everybody's going to be happy. No, for sure. You know, I, so they just they've got to they've got to come up with something because I don't think they'll let let it just you know eventually fail but yeah. it'll be some yeah. I just yeah we, I don't even want to get into that I get too political, right yeah but. we I was saying, we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely already soapboxy a little bit on these episodes right now so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard not to right because our our it lines is. have blurred so much how do you talk about just simply the X's and O's of finance without looking at the bigger picture of what's going on in our world with our leaders and so on and so forth so it's it's tough, right? We're in this interest. Well, and it actually works really well for this last point, Tony, number 10, is, you know, easier to achieve financial literacy. You know, in the past, I don't think a lot of individuals felt they needed to be highly financially literate to get it done because it was easier. But nowadays, you really do need to be well-versed 
in so many things. I mean, right? I mean, if you turn a blind eye to what's happening politically, that's not smart. But then again, you don't want to go too far in because then people get so opinionated and so they shut down and they get so frustrated or they, you know, I mean, we just fight or whatever the case is. So you got to have a good knowledge base, I think, on a lot of things now in our world, in our society, no matter your age. And certainly financially, that's gotten much better. It is way easier to get a lot more information and context. Now, you can get that overload a little bit, but you can certainly find a lot more information to kind of build your knowledge base and then take that to a pro like yourself who you find that you is the right fit for you that you want to work with and say, okay, now help me make it all make sense and, and understand them when they're talking to you. That's it right there is, you know, there's, there's so much information out there that you shouldn't just turn away from it. You should learn something on your own, but I caution people to, when they go overboard, like you were talking, it's because it's, it's at us 24 seven now that you go down rabbit holes like you would when you're you know, maybe spending too much time on Facebook or something and you get yourself all confused, and then sometimes either A, you're going to make bad decisions, or you're paralyzed and make no decisions. And so you need to maybe not just take whatever your advisor's telling you, you know, and never pay attention. Right, I'm not saying right, that. Right. I'm saying, uh, you know, take some time, learn about things, and then it's best to bounce it off an advisor. I, I would say this is where advisors earn what they get paid if they're, if they're doing their jobs properly, mm-hmm. because- this is, I mean, it, it's a relationship that, you know, the advisor hopefully is trying to take you from wherever you're at to wherever you want to be and uh, everything in between and all these stuff, these things we've been talking about. For the well, last especially if it's a, if it's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A reciprocal. Is that right? Yeah. Relationship, right? Where yes. it's not something where you're just saying, okay, I'm giving you know this person money and they're giving me advice, but I'm giving them money, they're giving me advice and a plan, but they also generally want me to succeed because when I succeed, they succeed. You know, that That's kind it. of thing, right? So it's trying to build, it's trying to find that right person, that right firm, that get that chemistry going so that you can work through all these more complicated things that do affect us in today's world. And so that's going to wrap up our podcast uh, series over the last two here. Is retirement planning harder than it used to be? Yeah, because I think society right now is a little harder than it used to be. It's also easier than it used to be. So, you know, just like anything is, it's a double-edged sword. You know, life is not, uh, what does they say? Life is roses and thorns. There you go. Right. That's right. I like <laughs> so it. It can be both of them. Well, Tony, thanks for hanging out, my friend. We got a little deep here. We got a little interesting, but sometimes you got to do that, right? So we'll be back with more episodes in the future. Don't forget to subscribe to us here on Plan with the Tax Man on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, of course, if you need some help, reach out to Tony and his team at yourplanningpros.com. He is a CPA, a CFP, and an EA of 30 plus years experience helping families get to and through on this journey. So Give him a call and reach out to him, yourplanningpros.com. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Tony. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Investment strategies discussed in this episode may not be suitable for all investors. Please consult with a financial professional.